even our job that's moved us from city to city. That's yeah. living a great story. That is. The amount of like, I would have never known what a crawfish was, much <laughs> less be counting down the days for crawfish season. It's living a great story, you know? Yeah. Welcome back to the Live a Great Story podcast, a weekly show focused on inspiring you to live your own great story. Each episode touches on universal themes ranging from crazy adventures to overcoming adversity, making a positive impact, changing your life's course, and more important lessons that will help inspire your journey. I'm Zach Horvath, founder of Live a Great Story, and since 2014, I've been on a mission of inspiring and connecting people through stories. What started with some spray-painted street art has now grown into a worldwide movement. We are all on our own journey. No matter where we came from, what language we speak, the color of our skin, or anything that seemingly makes us different, in the end, we are all just humans living our own story. And it's up to you to be the hero of your story, which inspires other people to do the same. This podcast is all about inspiring you and your journey. If you resonate with this episode, please share it with someone who needs some inspiration too. And if you want a reminder to keep living your own great story, head to liveagreatstory.com to buy some inspiring apparel or accessories and for more stories from people just like you. Enjoy the show. Y'all's couple journey has been really inspiring to me and how y'all travel together and run a business and a show together and just the Everything. whole element of being <laughs> a whole life together. Uh, so uh, look forward to kind of hear more about that. But uh, I guess go ahead and give yourselves a quick introduction. PK and DK. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to? Yeah. I mean, we're I feel like you should. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, we're, we're just PK, DK. We've been married for 13 years. Uh, we met in Portland, Oregon, where PK hosted a morning radio show. And then I was a phone screener, uh, promotions, and then we kind of linked up from there. PK ended up moving to Houston for radio, and then we started a podcast Wednesday nights in our closet at the time of our apartment. And uh, from that, like when we were in Houston, we did travel to Austin for ACL, which is where we saw the Live a Great Story sticker under the bridge. And I mean, we just instantly fell in love. We're like, oh my God, this is it. Like, Live a Great Story, that's exactly what we're doing. And uh, then we moved on to... Atlanta hosted a morning radio show there for six years, and then we're back here in Houston doing our own podcast, our own business, and and yeah, that's a short, short yeah, version. Yeah, that's a, that's a very short <laughs> version of uh, of the events. Yeah. Um, God, from my perspective, uh, she used to work at a, at a station right next to me. The building had a couple of, uh, you know, stations in there, and uh, she would be able to get, like, every single person on the show, right? And uh, I'm like, man, once she's cute... B, she can get everybody on the show. Uh, so we kind of like, uh, you know, we stole her to uh, come over to to our show. And it just, how did, uh, you know? Yeah, I mean. We ended up getting married on the air. So that was cool. Yeah. We flew all of our friends. No way. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did the whole thing on the air. And um, at the time, too, you know, we were a little bit younger. So, you know, there was a, a fair amount of drinking involved. So we did a cruise when we got married. So we flew all of our friends to Puerto Rico and everybody got on this boat and on the, and we flew all of our parents on this uh, one island. It was the first stop. St. Thomas. And I remember I was so nervous because I didn't realize when we planned all this that if there's a storm, they could move and skip islands. And I'm like, oh, no, because all of our parents were on this island, you know, we just got them like, what was that, like a week vacation for them? Yeah. 
So, um, so luckily everything worked out, but we got on the boat and we talked about all this on the air and it was just like, it's, it's really cool to be able to bring your personality and just the, the realness of your life, good and bad, you know, and, um, and just build this community around it. So, so we flew to this Island, we got on the boat, the fir- uh, luckily we didn't miss the Island and, uh, um, the first stop. And then we ended up getting married yeah. back on the boat with all of our friends. For another six days, just party. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the parents. And everybody loved the island life and stuff. And then we got back and promptly, like six months later, we ended up getting fired. So that was great. And uh, <laughs> and then uh, my boss moved to Houston. So I started, um, you know, a show here in Houston, moved from Portland to here. At the time, though, um, he thought it would be a really bad idea to work with my wife because if one got fired, then we both would, would be fired, which... I don't know, because I feel like his tune has kind of changed. I still talk to him. He's an awesome guy. Yeah. Um, But uh, the show here in Houston, it just, um, it wasn't like, it wasn't my favorite show. There were a lot of limitations of what you could do, what you could talk about. So on the side, we ended up um, starting the PK and DK show, and we started in the closet. She was so awesome to let me build a studio in the closet. So all this stuff, a lot of all this stuff. My walk-in closet, yeah. 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 A lot of all this (laughs) stuff was just like in a tiny closet. And did we share a closet? Where did we? No, we had separate ones. The other one wasn't a walk-in. So the walk-in was what our studio was. So we started there like every Wednesday. And I remember vague, like, I will never forget. It's it's weird the things that, at least because my, my, my memory is not the best, but it's weird the things that like I, you know, I can remember as as it was yesterday. And one of those was leaving ACL yeah. uh, and seeing that sticker and just yeah. being like, oh my God, that is, that's such a great slogan because that's how we try to live our lives. Because life is short, and it's like you got to get out there, you got to experience it, you got to, you know, live a great story. So, um, we really—that was the moment. That I'm like, man, just yeah, you know, we we have to somehow adopt this, you know, uh, just in our everyday life. So, so we kept doing our Wednesday show, and then uh, eventually we ended up moving to uh, Atlanta, and right. then we did uh, we did that run for five years, six years, six years. And at that point, we're like, we have the followers, and um, you know, the list. I don't want to say followers, but uh, enough friends listening to the show that we were we can just do it ourselves so we ended up moving back to texas and here we are yeah it, pretty much what you said really <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I elaborating I on I answered it. any of your questions by the way yeah i uh well i remember y'all being in houston and then i remember you leaving this atlanta and then um i guess i didn't know that you're now back to houston which is cool so you're just like right down the street so not yeah. that far away yeah, you know, it's it's ironic how life works out because when we were in Portland, I had never been to Texas, you know, and uh, it's like I never saw myself living in Houston, you know, and then we ended up here and it's just like one of my favorite cities. So when we left to Atlanta and I do, I really like Atlanta as well. But again, another city I never thought I would live in. And that goes with your slogan of living a great story. Sometimes you just got to go with it. And for me, the greatest gift and curse of working in media has been to always move yeah. Because it's awful because you make friends and then the next thing you know, you got to move. Uh, but with the same, in the same sentence, you know, it's been the best thing because the friends that we've made and um, just everything, I was like the, communi- the culture, I was the like, food. And the community, uh, you know, from Portland to California to Atlanta here, everyone is now like one. And then I think that's been the most impressive thing to see everybody is you know, as a giant community, no matter like where you're from. Um, and it, it's all because of like the show. And we always have said, you know, live a great story. So I, I don't know. I think that's you know, pretty there awesome. Was, there was a meeting. So in Atlanta, they would, uh, you know, I worked in radio for a long time. Right. And um, 
I've been lucky. I've been fortunate to be in small companies. Well, when we went to to Atlanta, it was you know it was iHeart. So they have like everybody has an opinion. They bring people from LA, from New York. Everybody has an opinion. In the very beginning, we were throwing out slogans. And to me, I've always loved Live a Great Story because it inspires. It gets you to to get out of your bubble, to do things, meet people, to travel. It's everything that I absolutely love. So I've always wanted to you know I didn't care what the name of the show was going to be, but I wanted to really adopt live a great story as kind of like the tagline just because it's everything that we love right and i remember just sitting there and the consultant guy that they brought in just was not getting it like i don't i don't understand what it means it was like i don't get what you guys are trying to uh you know the people in new york they're the most dangerous morning show they're uh, the other one is this and that i'm like yeah but all those slogans they're not they're all like inward you know they're they're all this is like such a outward of your you want to do something with other people. You want to go out there and just make a story. And it baffled me that they weren't getting that. So so we ended up not adopting a slogan at all. And I just bought a bunch of your merch and just hung it up in the studio. So every single video that we have on YouTube, you just see live a great story like everywhere. So, you know. You know, it's funny that you said that thing about the guy not getting it. You know, they're like, what, what does it mean? You know, it's like when I explain this, people feel like, yeah, I run this, you know, brand. It's called, you know, Live a Great Story. It's all about inspiring people. And they're like, but but what is it? And I'm like, if you if you don't get it, I can't explain yeah. it to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like you, you either get it and you see it and it, it hits or sorry. <laughs> Moving on. I should know this, but how did you, where did it come from for you? How did you start this? Like, where was it that you were like, oh my God, this is lightning in a bottle. So there wasn't necessarily like one lightning in a bottle moment. There was kind of a evolution of it, which is really cool because the kind of seed that Live a Great Story came from was traveling. So Literally 10 years ago, uh, I bought a one-way ticket to Europe. I was 22, and I ended up traveling for seven months all around Europe. So I went to like 17 countries, 50 cities, staying at hostels, couch surfing, hitchhiking. And through that, I was just talking to people from all over the world and, you know, hearing stories from, you know, South America or I met a guy from North Korea or people from Asia. And, you know, we're all just sitting there talking about life and all these, you know, seemingly different experiences from different you know pockets of the globe. But really at the bottom of it, we're all just humans sitting there sharing stories and we're all just each trying to do the best that we can for ourselves. And so that experience really inspired me from kind of like a, a core deep soul level. And so out of that, I was like journaling and writing and creating content like photos and videos and just really chronically in that experience. And somehow in a journal, I wrote this phrase, live a great story. And when I got back to Austin, uh, I was just inspired by that phrase. So I spray painted it under the bridge where y'all uh-huh. saw it. And yeah. so that's like really where it started. And people just started taking photos, kind of like y'all just took a photo, yeah, shared yeah. it on social media, it hit. And so I made some stickers, made some buttons, and it kind of just kept spreading and spreading and spreading. And that's the the kind of the origins of it. And then at one point I was like, okay, maybe there's, it took about a year and a half after the original spray paint to be like, okay, there's actually like something here. Like people like this. Um, and maybe I can do something with it. And so for the last really like eight and a half years now, it's been like, what can I do with this? Like, what is Live yeah. a Great Story? And what's the, you know, what's the mission? What's the vision? What's the impact? And 
just been kind of answering that question all along. Yeah. And you've done a phenomenal job. I'm, I'm so happy that, you know, you followed that just because, again, you have no idea how many people you've touched and inspired and people that might never have gotten like stickers or merch still, you know, like that. That lady, well, I guess you did have, you know, some some stuff, but I can't even tell you like how many people have stopped me. I'm like, oh my God, I love your shirt. What a great phrase. What yeah. a you know. Yeah. It's it's really cool. Yeah, it's it's really wild. And what's cool, I mean, that happens to me, right? So I like wear a hoodie out and I yeah. go walk around the streets and people point to me and I don't I rarely am like, oh yeah, this is my company. Like I just yeah, yeah. you know, like live a great story. What does it mean to you? And I think that's one of the cool things about it is that, you know, if you're wearing it or you have a sticker or, you know, whatever, any sort of accessory or you're flying a flag, like it just attracts people. It's kind of magnetic and it creates this opportunity for you, whoever has it to like connect with someone. And in today's day and age where it's so hard, we're always like separate or headphones or, you know, glasses, like no one is like starting conversations. It gets really hard or intimidating to start those conversations. And so when you can like, point to something and be like, Hey, I like that. What is yeah. that? Then that just creates this connection where whatever happens after that is like, it can go any direction, but yeah. that kind of initial spark is I think what one of the powers of live a great story. And through that spark, it connects people on kind of a soulful level of like, yeah, we're just humans. We're just trying to figure this out together. Let's like talk about that. And I think so much cool stuff happens from like that moment of like, hey, I like that. Like yeah. after that, that is that's the cool one of the coolest parts. And people don't realize till later on in life, and there's no way. This is the great, like, you know, practical joke of life. You don't realize how fast it passes you by. You have no idea. Before you know it, there's kids, there's, you know, you're old. I, I'm fascinated by asking like really old people, what is it that they kind of regret so I can, not just for me, but for our yeah. listeners, like, what is it, you know? And and it's not getting out there and doing enough because life comes at you so quick. So that's another reason that I really, I really love this. It's just a reminder to, you know, am I going to stay in tonight or am I going to, you Go know, out and create live a, great a story? story. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. it's funny because my buddies, anytime something bad has happened, like I say, we've gone to Europe and there's been some shenanigans that have gone down, you know, after a couple of drinks or stuff, not necessarily all the best stories. But my buddies always come back to me and they were like, well, bro, live a great story. It doesn't have to be a good story. It's got a great story. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're still going to be talking about this. So it really is. It's so inspirational in so many ways. And um, and it's cool that you've that you've taken that and you've really have followed your passion to create a business around it. You yeah. know, that's not easy. So I don't even know if PK's seen it, but I know like you've done some behind the scenes. I don't know if it's reels or just on your stories, uh, but like of all of your merch and how it's all like in your house and like it's you doing it. You and how many, like one other person or mostly just you? Yeah, there's now one guy who helps me ship stuff. And yeah, yeah so it's, it's definitely a small business. Uh, most yeah. people think, you know, like I get emails from people and they're like, a customer service representative. I need to speak to the manager. I'm like, oh, the you're looking oh, no. at it like, which hat am I wearing? Right. Yeah. And they think it's this big company, but it's really just for the most part me. And, you know, sometimes it's been bigger. It's been, you know, I've, I've grown, I've shrunk. I mean, it's been a whole journey of how do I take this, you know, spray paint on a wall and turn it into a business. Um, but yeah, like sometimes I shared like the behind the scenes and yeah, it's like, 
this is real. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's so impressive. Like for our show, like we just started doing like t-shirts and hoodies, but very minimal. But it's still like it's me putting everything like together. Like we just got a shipment of hoodies. So it's me putting them all in there with cards and stickers or whatever. But it's all just in our house. And learning <laughs> yeah. everything from and, the very, yes, you know. Which is hard and on its own. Like being yeah. married sometimes, you know, like for me, for instance, like even uh, sending out merch at the very beginning. I'm like, no, we need a little printer and uh -huh. we got to like, you know, because when we start getting a lot of orders, you know, it's a lot, it's easier. You don't want to have to catch up then. And she's like, no, let's just get it out. We don't need this stuff. So it's, it's nonstop. It's 24 seven. It's, uh, you know, on vacation we're talking about. I'm sure it's the same for you. Yeah. Like, can you ever turn it off or is it always? It's always on and it's almost always on. I've gotten a lot better at like relaxing and not thinking about it, but similar to y'all, I'm sure it's like, when it's your passion and it comes from such a like a deep place, then like I, I always feel like I'm working all the time and also never working. Yeah. And so it's really a great, you know, interweaving of, of life because, yeah, I'm like taking a walk out of nature and, you know, just listening to the birds and all of a sudden it's like an idea hits and I'm yeah. like, you know, or, yeah. you know, um, so it, it's a mixture of, of always on and, and also, you know, trying to turn it off or trying to like be present. But I much would rather have that than than the other side of it, right? People that uh, are running something for someone else or having yes. to, yeah. to to do something underneath someone. The opportunity to kind of be free and mobile in my mind of how things operate. Um, just continually super grateful for that. Yeah, us too. I think and the and the opportunity to sometimes make mistakes. You know, to be able to try new things because if you're not trying new things, you're not gonna get to that that you know piece of gold and it's you know we always we switch things up all the time yeah. you know i mean we think about and we're like hey should we try this but in the past like one of the things that uh killed me having to work for the bigger companies it's there's so many people and there's always one person that just doesn't get it and it's like that's your path you yeah. know what i mean like you know it's so difficult so that's uh that's one of the things that i love about being able just to do it on our on our own is just being able to pivot and to and put as much or as little as we want into it you know so I don't know how you feel about that because you're probably, no, turn it off. No, I can't, I can't turn it off either. Like yeah. I, I try to go to bed or in the middle of the night I wake up and I'm thinking about things. I'm like, I got to go back to sleep. I'm writing down notes and everything. My notepad on my phone's full. And I'm like, it's just, it's constant. But again, if it's your passion, like yeah. I don't know, I'm excited and I'm grateful. And the things that I love about being able to do, and I think we're both in like the inspirational world of, you know, like I didn't even set out to, you know, we were just trying to do a creative fun show and just laugh and, you know, what I've always known to do. Um, but the community that built around around that and like the amount of people that now know each other. And I feel it's the same for you. Of I bet you anything, uh, you know, you have people that have fallen into it and then met other you know, I don't want to say customers, but what, you know, how do you view the people that are, are on your in, journey? In your community. Yeah. Yeah, just part of the community, part of the movement. And Who's yeah, some people connect and there's been, there's been, you know, so I just recently started the ambassador program again. So I've had an ambassador program in kind of different ways through the years and I just restarted that. So there's, yeah, like a private Facebook group, I've hosted a couple um, virtual meetups, 
But in the past, you know, I had a ambassador retreat one time and I had about 12 people fly in from all over the country. We rented a big house. Everybody stayed together, did activities all around the city, um, have done, so awesome. you know, yeah, had a conference cool. here in Austin with like 100, almost 200 people uh, a couple of summers ago, right before COVID. And yeah, so I think a big part, and I, I'm curious to hear more about this from y'all, but yeah. it's just been really cool when, you know, the, when you kind of stake your, you know, your, your flagpole, right? And, and then that attracts people. And then the people that that attracts, it also, those people are kind of like-minded. So then like you're talking about, it kind of connects these people and they might not have met otherwise, but something has that like-mindedness attracts them. And they're like, Hey, well, like we both like this, then we might also like each other. Yes. And um, that kind of creates a lot of cool things. I would love to hear more about how y'all have done that and moving from city to city. And obviously you have the digital version, you have the, you know, obviously different maybe people that you've worked with across the, the time periods and the show in real life, like in the studio versus the show at your home. Like how have you seen that evolve through the years and having done this for so long? I think my favorite is when we see, we'll see every once in a while, because uh, we have a Discord too, where people can talk about the show or they can submit pictures. And and my favorite is when we see like one listener meeting somebody else from the different cities. Yeah. You know, we have, um, God, I mean, countless stories of people even, and we have a, like, it's kind of like a voicemail system. We call it Ivan's, instant voice notes that people leave. And it's cool because every once in a while you'll get, uh, you know, uh, one of our listeners is Rico meeting up with, like you know, three Don other G people. And Jason. Yeah. Just yeah. All, and, but they're like unofficial meetups that they're, they're having. So like they'll connect through the show and then through discord or like Instagram or Facebook or something, but mostly it's like our discord or we had at first a WhatsApp chat and that's how people would connect. But then from there, just the unofficial meetups, like earlier today, I was going through the chat and they're like, Oh, who's in South Carolina this weekend? You know? And I'm like, that's, Awesome. Or the listeners that went to the Braves game. Yeah. Like they had an unofficial. And to me, it's just cool because if nothing else comes from our show, you know, two other people made a friendship that now, who knows where that goes? I mean, you know, but I know that that friendship wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for us in here. And and and, um, when, yeah. and like th this past year, so we did uh, a couple of different meetups and one was back um, like a suburb of Portland. Uh, but how many people were, were there? I mean, like uh, 100, 200. 200 people or so. And so just like we haven't been on the radio in Portland for over 12 years. But for that many people to come and everyone like brought a friend and then connected that way. And like they're anxious. They're like, when are you guys coming again? You guys got to come every like other month or something like we need the meetup. We want to see and we want to interact with these other people. Um, and then we did a live show in Atlanta. That was our first show. And then even there, like there was a couple people who just randomly were there and then they're like wow we really love the show we're gonna start listening too but then that community of people like i see their pictures they're all chatting together they're doing meetups at like the baseball game and stuff it's it's yeah crazy. it's really cool it's really yeah. cool to see other people connect through what you're trying to do even though you didn't really set out to do that you yeah. know like again my whole thing was like i just want to laugh everybody's arguing yelling screaming this and that i'm like that's a that's a no-win game you know like the two places in radio i never wanted to end up and it sucks because that's where I feel a lot of the money is. I could probably would have a lot more money if we did is politics and sports. But then you're just screaming like all the time, you know, and I just wanted to just do a show where we just have a good time that we laugh. And uh, and then to, to see it, you know, to see that result of people that, you know, we have one lady that makes cakes for a living and then she's in Atlanta. And then we have a truck driver in Houston that goes and buys cakes and brings them or the HEB. I love the HEB mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah. Legit. Yeah. Right. 
But then we have listeners that are delivering H-E-B mac and cheese to the different states. Yeah, and to it's, Georgia. And, yeah. It's so crazy to see that and to also realize what a small world this is. And and going back to the the couple of listeners that came out to our show in Atlanta, they, they made the drive from, uh, was it? Athens. Was it Athens? Yeah. But they had never heard the show. And I'm like, who goes to like a podcast show if you've never heard the podcast, but it goes back to to your phrase, live a great story. I mean, that to me is, that's the kind of person I want to hang out with, you know? They're going to go see what what's out there and what life's about and, you know, how easy would it have been for them just to stay at home? Yeah, right. So, yeah, it just all ties in together, you know? But, yeah. So cool. Really cool. So how long have y'all actually what's – the, what's the full time period that you've been on the air? And, like, so how long is this, like, the whole story here? Um, God. So I moved from Greece when I was, uh, when I was eight, didn't speak a lick of English. And my dad was really, really hardcore when it came to teaching me English, instead of putting me in any kind of classes, he was like, here's a book, right? <laughs> like, so I would have to write like all day, all night, no TV, no hangout time. I really, to this day, I think it was his way of not having to find a babysitter. Cause I would just be grounded and I would just have to write like blisters on the fingers, hundreds of pages, you know, but that's how I learned English. And, um, and that ties into radio because, like, I couldn't have a TV or anything, but he overlooked a little small radio. So I started becoming a prize pick and just winning everything, you know, <laughs> to the point that they put a 30-day uh, clause in at the radio station in Virginia Beach. And we're like, you can't. You got to wait 30 days to win. So, I, you know, that sucked. But then through that, I'm like, oh, my God, I really, really want to do radio. So I got into it, and that was 96 or something, 97. So, and then we, I did the run, I, I mean, everywhere, West Palm Beach, Sacramento, Ended up in Portland for 10 years where we met, and then um, that, that was from 2000 to 2010, and then we ended up in Houston, and then Atlanta. So, God, it's been like over 20 years. And then for our, for our own thing, which I'm really proud of, um, we kicked that off in 2016. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, as a sort of a, as a side thing, just when, because I hated my job so 2014, much. actually. 14. Yeah. Ooh. I know. Ooh. Time's passing by fast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, at that time I wasn't in radio. I had a full-time job. I was a catering manager at a hotel here in Houston. And um, we, first we missed, you know, doing stuff together. And second, he needed a, a creative outlet from his job. And then I also enjoyed it. And then we kind of took it into like a Wednesday night wine Wednesday podcast. So those who wanted to have wine, like I would pretend I knew what I was talking about, but talk about it. But like everyone still like remembers those days and like joining in like conversation again. That was another community. I don't think we realized it, but like we yeah. had a, a chat, you know, and it was video so everyone could see us and then communicate that way. But I guess we're just very community based. Like we love people. And but also I would say this, if you're if anybody's like listening or watching to this and you're just starting out with something like just keep going. Yeah, that's the big like just keep going, because at the time. I had uh, the kind of like a TV that uh, is behind Denise, uh, and I had like a Twitter wall. I'm like, oh, we're going to have this giant Twitter. Everybody can have real-time comments. And honestly, like only like five, maybe ten people would participate, much less tweet. So there would be like one tweet, <laughs> you know? But it's just you just keep going and just one, you know, just look look towards the next day and then the day after that and then one day like now it's funny because now we don't have a twitter wall but now yeah. it would work yeah now exactly. we have now it, yeah you know so now we have a discord wall so we can see those live comments but it's just it's just about following your passion and sometimes you know um doing the dumb things of just saying that this is right just this, this feels right you know and 
So anyway, going back to your question, about 20 years, I think, and then we for this show since... 2014. 2014. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really long way to answer that question. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, 20 years, you got, you got a lot of stuff that happens in 20 years, so yeah. <laughs> you deserve There's a long a answer. Stuff. There's been a lot of stuff. <laughs> There's been lawsuits. There's been you name it. There's been firings. Yeah. One lady fired me and then uh, wanted to... I had Wendy's when I got fired. Like it was a conference room of people. Yeah. They fired the whole station, right? I had Wendy's. She was like, can I have a French fry? You just fired me. I can't afford any more fries. No. <laughs> yeah. A lot of stuff go down in that time. Yeah. But, you oh, know, man. I've also seen that the landscape of media change, and it's, it sucks that it's become so monetized in a way that it's just it all sounds the same. Like, you can go to... You know, pop radio sounds the same in pretty much every city. There's not people out there challenging the listeners and just just being goofy. Like we've lost that in a way, you know. So, what? Yeah, I was gonna say that. I mean, especially since 2016, but at least 20 years, you've definitely ridden the wave of so much of media. You know, radio, yeah. the internet, social media, like all of it. So, um, what do you think? I, I, I guess like. Yeah, I mean, where does that look now? And like, how have you adopted to that? Or how have you not adopted? What are you like hard line? Like, no, we're not getting into that. How has that, how's that journey been for y'all? Um, I thought, I mean, I felt like initially when everything started picking up, like YouTube and, and, and things, like for me, I think we definitely embraced it. Yeah. I've I always had, go ahead. I was like, we still do, because like for our Wednesday night show, that would be done uh, through YouTube. And like once a month, we do a YouTube special where people can, you know, join us live. But go ahead. I, I try, I try to, you know, for me, it's all about how can we do what we love? And the best thing that's changed, and this goes out to anybody out there, uh, is that now you don't need, like back when I got into radio, you know, I had to, uh, I mean, in the very, very beginning, I was, God, 18, I, I had to lie my, my way into a radio station. Like I went into a studio and just recorded myself over music. And I'm like, yeah, it's my full-time job. And there wasn't the internet for somebody to check and nobody picked up the phone. So I got hired and I sucked, but I'm like, I have a year contract, so I got to be better in a year. But let me tell you something. That first day I cracked the mic and my boss was outside listening. Oh, man, was that bad. Yeah. Because then he knew I had no experience. But so that's changed, you know. <laughs> that's changed a lot. Uh, but, you know, I, I just always looked at it as how, you know, this opens it up to everybody. And I think it's a good thing. Now, anybody that has the passion and the drive can really build something and get it out to people where before – you couldn't do that without having to lie yourself into a station or, you know, being somebody's kid or, you know, the traditional ways, which was to wash the boss's car and mow his grass. You know, like now you got if you can find a following, then you can you can build that following. You know, we can do a show without an FM transmitter and so can anybody else. So it's like how much passion can you put behind what you're doing? Put that passion there, work hard. And it really you could do it now. So I'm I'm very fortunate that we live in an, in the in the time where the internet did take off and it allowed us to do this because it is through all through the internet. Yeah. yeah, like if we got fired in Atlanta and that was 10, 15 years ago, I, well, 10 years ago you probably could do it, but like 15, 20 years ago we couldn't do it. We'd have to just find another job and you know follow somebody else's path to what they want us to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, look at how many people you reach through the internet. You know. 
It does become a lot, though, from from a perspective of I do miss when you could just tweet or just Facebook, where now it's like if you see something cool, it's oh man, especially in our business of doing what we're doing. It's you know you got a TikTok, YouTube, oh it's Twitter, a lot, Facebook. It's like yeah, God, like. I can't just do one post, you know. It's got to go everywhere. Yeah. Does that that do you do the same thing? Or your you yeah. main focus is well, because I know you have a Facebook page too and Instagram, but I haven't I haven't gone to your TikTok. If you have a TikTok. Yeah, I have a TikTok. Uh, I gave it a good burst for a little while, so I was sharing. I, I have a background in video, so before Live a Great Story and even a lot of the early stages of Live a Great Story was a lot of video content. So a lot of stuff that's kind of popping off on TikTok right now with street interviews and walking up to people and like asking them questions and, you know, storytelling in general. I've been doing that for a long time, but it wasn't, you know, it was on YouTube or, you know, Facebook and it wasn't as accessible back then. I mean, Live a Great Story kind of emerged around the time that Instagram started popping off, I would say. So like 2014, yeah. 15, 16 is kind of the time that I was able to ride that wave of photo becoming more accessible you didn't have to have a big camera and you know take lug a bunch of gear around you could just snap a photo and share it so now like you're saying there's all the social medias and there's the photo there's the video there's the blog there's the website it, it's it's kind of a lot and so i think for me yeah it comes and goes like I've gotten really focused on one element of let's say Instagram for a while or the the Facebook page for a while or TikTok for a, a while and I'm now at a point where which is why I've started this podcast is like how can I just stick to something that I really enjoy that almost checks all the boxes of what I'm good at what I'm interested in and can have the most singular impact that can spread the most and just do that and just focus on one thing so that I don't have to go chasing all these shiny objects yeah. like TikTok, you know, yeah. now there's YouTube reels and, and you know, it's just, there's so much to, to do. And like, it's hard to keep up. It's like, you know, what can I do? I mean, and other people like I can hand off tasks and we're going to keep posting here and doing these things, but like I just love stories and I love listening to people's stories and sharing people's stories. And I am like, okay, how can I do that as efficiently and for the most fun for me and for my guests and the most impact that I can take someone's story? Like everyday people send me stories. I'm like, how can I share that as far and wide as possible? And so that's why this kind of new run with the podcast and um, also like the video element of it. It's like, it kind of checks all the boxes because I can do this. We can have a great conversation. We get to connect. I get to listen to y'all. I love like, this is so exciting to me. And then I can take this and like push it out across all these different platforms. But for me, this is the most fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where, I mean, for us, it's the same thing. It's, you know, just doing the show, listening, like you're saying, listening to somebody's stories. And I mean, just have, just when you find that that thing that you're really passionate about just being able to do that and to do that right without the limitations for us anyway without the limitations that I think we've been held back for so long that now yeah, yeah this has been really important like the last well it, we've moved back like a year and a half ago to Houston so it's been just full force just 
Yeah. Just, to me, yeah. This, I think this is the perfect example of what I mean, uh, because, you know, I don't want you also to be like, man, these guys are really jaded with radio. <laughs> it's the, this is what we can do now. It's it's kind of like the uh, the interviews that we would have. Like you, you, you'd have somebody come into the studio. Right. And then the record rep would give you like a list of seven questions ahead of time. You know, and then you got it started with like 10 minutes and then it was like seven. And then it was like you get five minutes with a person. And these are the questions you can ask. And nothing good comes from that because it's like they've answered it like 50 times. And nobody really cares about the questions because they've been answered some, you know. So what I would do is just not look at the record people and just talk to the the person that would be in the studio. And uh, those interviews would go for like. Yeah, 15, 20, 30 minutes. 40 minutes because yeah. the person didn't want to leave. Like, if they wanted to leave, obviously you'd leave, you know? So I just would just ignore the record person that would start mean mugging oh, Denise, yeah. you know? So again, like for us, like we can we can just actually, you know, when we get somebody on the show now, we can talk to them. And if they have an interesting story, I don't have to run it by 50 people about why we're having this person on because it doesn't click the, you know? Check it's the just, boxes. Yeah, it's just interesting people have amazing stories and let's hear them. And, you know, let's see where that can... Yeah. What we can learn from each other, you know, so. It circles back to, yeah, to, to you. So exactly what you're doing, yeah. yeah. You know, exactly what you're doing. We're, we're, on, we're on the track. We're on the same page here. So I'm, I'm, we're here for a reason, obviously. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, I would love to kind of go backwards in time. I mean, what, what were some of those, like, it's amazing that you just stuck with it, right? And that you've like been in this career for so long and then your personal show, I mean, you're going on like what, six years of, of your yeah. personal show and so many people quit. It's like they have an idea and they just quit. What what kept you going and what was that, you know, well, how did you keep stoking your fire to keep keep moving forward and like not giving up on something when undoubtedly you face like so many obstacles. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of obstacles I and mean, I think, still. yeah, I mean, even just like last night, you know, I mean like every day there's something a little bit, but for me, what keeps me going is I don't want to let anybody down. Like I, you know, I love our community. If we don't do one show or if it's shorter than what people are used to, like I just feel guilty. But when we're doing the show, I get really excited when people are leaving comments or posting messages or, you know, just being in contact with us like that excites me. I love the community. I love how every day is new and we can try something brand new. So some days it is really tough. You got a lot of personal stuff that goes on and you just have to look, I don't know, just look to those people and be like, I don't want to let them down. Like, I don't know. That is for me. I think you just like the connection. I do. I love the community. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the. It keeps me going. Yeah. Even like in Atlanta before COVID hit, oh my God, dude, if there was an event or something, we're it'd be out. like, <laughs> yeah, we're out oh my God, it. we're going to this, we're going to that. It'd be like, no downtime. So <laughs> when COVID hit, I'm like, thank God I get to like stay in for a little while. Um, but, but, you know. But even when that happened, like we, you know, we still were going into yeah. the, the station. And then not only that, then we decided to start our own like uh, seven o'clock cheers where we set up the studio at our house once again. And then we took over the radio and did like a live seven o'clock cheers. For how many days? Like six. Well, because everybody would bang like things at seven o'clock, so yeah. we just like we can hear the banging. So let's just go live from the from the balcony. And it was yeah. awesome. It was like really really cool. Um, and I, also that's what I love. That's the stuff that I don't want to let go of. It's being able to do things like that, things that you don't necessarily know that you're going to be doing tomorrow, but you know that if you just put yourself out there, that you can do some good, and you can at the same time have a have a great time, have fun, and uh, 
it's just it just ticks all the boxes for me. When we got fired in Atlanta, going back to your question too, um, you know, I just pulled the show, and Deryne is actually back in Portland. He's the third member of the show, but he's back in Portland for Thanksgiving, um, which I know this is going to air later, but so he's not here. But I sat everybody down. I'm like, look, we have an opportunity that we could do this for real without these restrictions, um, you know. I think it would be better if we moved to Houston because the people are awesome, the food's even better, and there's no state tax, you know, but we can build a studio, and let's just see what happens. And so we gave ourselves six months, and we gave ourselves a year. I'm always giving myself deadlines um, where you just never know what's, what's going to happen. So I want to work as hard as I can for as long as I can, and if that deadline keeps getting extended, then even better, you know? So we, I think we went from, like, we're going to do this for six months to a year yeah. to a year and a half to two years to – you know, that's where we're at right now. So yeah. two years and then we just and it and the show keeps building. That's the other thing. It's, you know, if it didn't. You know, we couldn't build the show to save our life when we were on the radio and when we were going to get fired, people typically know that it's coming, especially when all the doors are closed and our boss was an idiot and left a sticky with like a new lineup. Well, I called him. I'm like, what's this? Huh? Yeah. What's this sticky? <laughs> he panicked. It was great. Um, <laughs> you could say that now, but go. It took oh, me. It was uh, awesome. I, I still some days I still get angry about like, that. Uh, 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 I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know you guys were getting fired. Have a new great. morning show line up on my desk. <laughs> yeah. But you know, also knowing that, you know, we can. I don't. I just feel like I don't know what else to do in life either. You know, like what's if if I'm not doing this is what I've done for so long and I enjoy doing it, especially when I can do it right. That I didn't really have another option of. Of what else should I do, you know? Sure, I could have gotten to video work or, you know, I, I look at myself as like I have all these, you know, useless talents. Like I, I love photography. I love videography, cinematography. Like I love all these things that I'll teach myself. And going back to you, you were talking about the Internet. That's the best thing about the Internet, in my opinion, is you can teach yourself anything. It's all there. You can. There's so many tutorials. There's so many people trying to help you out. So you can learn. And I've spent all these years learning all these talents and if I wasn't using them for this, I don't know what I'd be doing. So, yeah. Did you ever think about quitting? Be honest. Uh, I mean, some days are hard. And then I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, you know. Mm, explain, we, tell them about explaining it to grandma and grandpa and yeah, like I mean, the parents. Well, that, that, that's been difficult. Try explaining that to old people. Start. What are y'all doing? We're podcasters, huh? What is that? You're, you're starting your own business? What do you mean you're not going to work yeah. physically? You're not driving in and you're doing work. You're just at the house doing what? And uh, and I'm like, it is a lot more than just sitting at the house and turning on a microphone. Like it, That is not what podcasting is. Being a small business yeah. Yeah, there's so much that goes into everything. That's the other thing. I wish I would have gone to business school. I don't Say, know a thing about business. Now yeah. I gotta learn about business. <laughs> Tutorials. Let's go. It's like we've you always know? been on the side of the microphone where we're like content creators or like we're great with the community and being out there and meeting people and connecting people, but then like, oh well, what are your rates for this? Or how do you do this? Or I am like, oh, Did it take you a while to get the business know. stuff down? You know, I've always been very entrepreneurial. So I started my first business in high school. I started printing shirts in high school and didn't go to college. Tried, you know, by the time the Live a Great Story started, I was on like business number six or something like that. So I've been trying to figure this out for a long time and um, have read all the books, you know, have decided to really learn from doing. I, I was like, I'm not going to school. I don't want to go to college and waste a bunch of money to learn from somebody who has never done it. I'd rather just do it myself and figure it out. 
And so pretty much, yeah, since the beginning of my education, really, like I've always been like, I want to start a business. So it's been hard and, and also always learning more. I'm like, well, I can't believe I made that mistake, like never doing that again. And then, you know, there's so many of those that add up where you're like, okay, like got to yeah. got to fall down and pick yourself back up multiple times along the way. So definitely I relate to, you know, the, there's, there's, there's what you're really good at. And then there's everything around you that needs to happen to be able to capitalize on what you're really good at. Like if you just push the button and record and then that was it, like that'd be amazing. But yeah, you have to set it up. You have to, you know, the engineering of it, right? Like all of the, the, the content and how are you telling that story and how are you sharing it and how like, like all the moving pieces, it gets really complex. And so, um, definitely, definitely a difficult thing to like, when you start one thing, it, it mushrooms out into like so many smaller areas that you got to get educated on, try to practice and learn and, uh, figure out a lot of problem solving for sure. Yeah. So I know you were saying that podcasting, you're like, this is pretty new. How is that going? Learning all the everything that goes into podcasting video and all that. Yeah. So this is actually the third time that I've started the Live a Great Story podcast. Um, okay. So I did it. Yeah. So I did it in the very beginning, back in like 2015 or 16, a friend of mine said, you know, you should start a podcast, Live a Great Story podcast. She's like, start it and don't quit. And I did like 15 episodes and quit. Um, and probably one of the bigger regrets, I wish I would have stuck with it, but I just have shiny object syndrome. So I was like doing yeah. so many different things and also, you know, monetizing was really hard. So I was like, why, how can I keep doing this if I'm not getting paid? And it takes like so much time and energy to actually like produce a show. And then I kind of started again, not like super intently, but was just wanting to once again, like talk to people. So I was just recording calls with, I think Google voice and just like publishing that. And so now this time I'm much more focused on, okay, how can I do this the right way and systematize it so that I can, you know, do the parts of it that are really enjoyable to me and maximize my skill sets while also not burning myself out with some of the other tasks that need to be done. And a lot of those other things that we just talked about are those, those, I guess, uh, external elements that are required to do it, but can be pretty draining. And so for me this time around from the beginning, I was like, okay, if I'm going to start doing a podcast, how can I start this and never stop? Like if I want to, I want to basically do this forever. What does that look like from the beginning all the way forever? And so a couple elements that I put into play here are massively front loading the content. So getting on here, uploading or like doing the talks and just batching so many, um, so many shows so that I can have about like three months of runway for it. And then on the backside of it, systematizing what is the, con what does the short form content look like? So there's a lot of this is going to go into video and, you know, Instagrams or TikToks or, um, you know, just kind of fast sound bites to share. Cause it's like, my goal here is to use your story and get that out there. So uh, the, where are people going to read that? Where are they going to watch it? Where are they going to look at it the most? And how can I systematize that to put it out? So that's a cool process of 
hiring editors and video editors and outsourcers to, okay, cool, Riverside makes it really easy to download, you know, gives me all the files, I can upload those and I can build a system where content creators are, you know, making really cool short sound bites to spread, downloading the transcript, putting that onto the website for a, you know, show notes style, like blog posts, education, I mean, you know, whatever that looks like for people to click on. And then all of those systems to just make it easier for me not to get overloaded and burned yeah. out on, on just hopping on Let here me know how talking. that goes, man. Yeah. Let me know how that goes because it is, what do we, we 16-hour days here. Sometimes, like, after we're done recording the show, like, we're gonna, we're decompressing, right? And then, like, there's no TV. There's no music. There's nothing on. We're just sitting in silence. And I'm like, I'm doing show notes or he's doing something else or doing the website. It's like, we do it all. And then I'm like, oh, we haven't talked or said a word or heard anything for three hours. We're just so like in our minds. It's it's weird. I also <laughs> yeah. do think because I don't want to turn anybody off yeah. on on podcasting, but I think there's like two different ways that you can podcast. Right. You can just do it for fun. Or if you're really trying to make something out of that podcast, if you if you want it to be profitable or, uh, you know, if it's like a business oriented thing. Or for us, we, we do want it to do this forever. Yeah, you know? of course. Yeah. So it's nonstop. It's it's absolutely nonstop. And a lot of people have have asked me, and they're like, well, when do you kind of ease back from those 16-hour days? And my answer is like, I don't know. I guess when it sustains itself, and it's definitely on the way to doing that. Um, but even then, I think I'm just... Or why? I, I think we've just worked on the show or like whatever we're doing, like the both of us have for so long. Um, that that's always been like our priority. Yeah, and it's and it's you know you like doing it, but like you were saying, you know, you it does catch up to you because uh, it's nonstop. It's it's the things that you don't realize about. You know, yeah, you can do the show, um, but then I'm also a freak when it comes to like a you know I want to I want to edit it so it's it sounds coherent and it's and it's awesome for people or you know put together like a parody or so, I'll hear something in the show and then spend you know three four hours editing like just a 15 second funny moment that I, that I'll put in there that I'm sure, I don't know. I, I'm sure it's funny, but people don't realize the amount of time that went into that. Right. But for me, I'm also like proud of that. And all, and again, and you know, the, um, it's also, to, I view our show as a journal. Like one day I can go back and just listen to my life and how it was back in the day when I can't for who knows, you know, when you're old and yeah, it's, it's, it's like our everyday life, it you know? Is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot. There's from video editing to the, you know, and then how you're, you gonna get out to, and you're still doing all your merch, right? At the same time, and then the merch too, that too. Yeah, is uh, that something that you do yourself, or do you have someone else helping with anything? I mean, I in the last so Liver Gray story has kind of been different sizes, and really over the last six months, my goal was to kind of scale back on everything so that. I was like, for a while I was trying to grow and build like a really big company. So how do I build like, you know, a million dollar company or seven figures in, in merch sales? Or, you know, how do I do big conferences with, you know, thousands of people? Like the, the goals have been really big for a while. And now I've been like, okay, how can I just make this system that operates really well and isn't trying to grow to the moon or like be this crazy big thing? It's like, how can I just build something that, creates consistent revenue that people buy merch and they love the merch and it gets delivered on time and I'm releasing new products. How can I tell stories and how can I build community? And it's like, what is that really small ecosystem? So, you know, people are like dream big, do, you know, like 
aim for the moon. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, what is this? Like, how do I make this smaller? Like, uh, earlier I was, I was like, how do I shut down my store? Like, like that was kind of an idea, not necessarily like shutting it down, but so, um, yeah, I've, it's really like, uh, I do, I wear so many hats from, yeah, like designing merch, ordering merch, um, putting it on the site, marketing it, building emails, um, all the social media, obviously all the community things, all of the emails that go out and the, the promotion and the marketing side to, you know, all the like little bits and pieces that operate behind the scene. And now my goal is how do I just, I mean, like, you know, listening to y'all, you're like, like those 16 hour days. It's like, there's, there's, for me, there's a level of that, that I like, I love doing it, but for me, it's like, what can I do that doesn't like, what can I offload off my plate that other people can handle better than me? Because I can only run at full speed for so long where yeah. I know that other people can support me. And when I've, I've done that before in, in certain ways, but it's like, now how can I do that more efficiently? And, and really like systems is my big thing for like 2023 because I just wanted, I, you know, I mean, obviously I have to do, everybody has to do things that they don't love, right? Like out of y'all running your show, there's a lot of things that aren't like super filling your cup and like are probably more draining than they are energizing. And that's just part of running a business and part of being a human. We don't get, just get to have like A plus activities all the time, yeah, exactly. but uh, yeah, so you have to, you have to kind of suffer a little bit, but m- minimizing that suffering or minimizing those um, tasks that are draining is allows for higher upside on the tasks that are really energizing. And so that's where I'm like, okay, don't make it really big and kind of hectic. And I'm like spinning all these plates, like let's spin one plate really well, or maybe just a couple plates. And then from there, you know, be able to have operations and an organization that it can, it can operate better without me having to do all of it. For me, the big struggle is, and, and I don't know what the answer is, but something that I've been trying to figure out is, is I really want our show to be more of the the actual like community behind it to be, you know, to be a part of the show. And, and I think to a certain extent they are. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. I have these ideas and thoughts in my head that it's so hard to like spit out from time to time because I'm like, it, it, they don't make sense. But in a, in a weird way, like, I don't want the show just to be us three in here, right? I want the show to be the community and the people around the show. And that's why we strive so hard to like every single show to have on like 20, 30, you know, listeners. And and through that, I think other listeners have gotten to know those people. And it's like if we don't have that one listener on, then some other listener that's never commented before will be like, oh, my God, what happened to? Yeah, where's Josh? Where's, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, but. I just love the community and and being able to bring everybody and make the show that it just involves so many people that a lot of what you're talking about does get offloaded. For instance, we had um, we do this. The uh, one of our friends was like, "You guys should do barcodes where people scan them and then they find the show." So we started doing barcode stickers, um, and and I had a, another friend he, that came up to me and said, "You can't just by yourself." Because I would, I mean, 24-7, like, I didn't go anywhere without putting a sticker up somewhere, right? You know, phone poles, like, always in my pockets, everywhere. And my buddy made the point that I should have inherently knew. He was like, look, you can't ever put that many stickers up. Like, just open it up to the community, and they're going to want to help. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to ask them. And so I got over that hurdle, and I asked. And because I did that, yeah, the community now, they buy sticker packs, and they're 
they're everywhere, right? It's been on game day. On uh, Somebody stuck a car that was racing in NASCAR that made it on TV. It's just like crazy stuff, right? But a lot of that work that I was doing it does get offloaded. And, and, you know, the people that got us on game day, now they're part of the show. And it's just, it's just unlocking that how do you bring the community inside and, and doing something. I've always been interested with doing things that haven't really been done before, you know? So I don't know what the answer is to what I'm trying to describe that probably makes zero sense, but yeah. To say like, yeah, just your community does, yeah, I, I mean. Like how do you make the community the show? The, the show, yeah. The show, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why yeah, I'm so fascinated by idea. you as well. Because you, you've done, in a weird way, you've done that. You've, you know, you've have people like, in all corners of the world with the flags yes. and like just I mean I, that's... I mean same with us like I was going through like our Instagram and like I, every time I tagged you uh, like love a great story um, like in Mexico you know we had the flag in the sand uh, Hawaii and Kauai uh, in England yeah you I just mean, feel like everywhere. you're part of it yeah. you know you you really feel like you're part of it so yeah in a weird way I think you've inspired us more than you'll ever know yeah so you know don't close down the shop is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, I you know, I I'm excited like for sure, y'all. This this show will have the most live a great story content to like B roll on top because <laughs> the amount of places that y'all have gone and like the amount of footage that you have with live a great story, we're just it's just gonna be like loaded on top. So <laughs> definitely gotta make sure to follow all, follow up and get all all those photos because um, yeah, we'll put some photos and yeah. videos because you got some good ones. I know, and I it's cool because I have manned the Instagram for seven years or eight years or yeah. whatever it's been now, and so like I know whenever you know like all the photos. You know what's really funny is there's a there's a photo of y'all that is from maybe like Hawaii or something, and. Um, Y'all are like, you know, I, I, I can't exactly remember like what you're wearing. One of you has a hoodie on or something. And Denise, your hand is over your crotch, right? Oh, and oh it looks God. really funny. It's hilarious. Oh, no. And I never realized I it. And I, I look right. And it, so I ran it as an ad or something. And so many people blew it up. And there's like so many comments like, oh, oh like, X rated. Like, yes. <laughs> Yes, oh you're a free girl. I guess so. I had no idea. <laughs> Typical square bear. That's my nickname. I would be so oh, embarrassed. Have to go back and look. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How do we miss that? I don't know. <laughs> Bro, there was one time I was in Vegas and I had won the only time like I really ever won gambling. And I took a picture of my chips. I'm like, yeah. I was going to the bathroom at the time and I did not realize you could see other things. <laughs> that picture got taken down real quick. <laughs> We need to be better about like looking at our pictures. I want to say I think um, one of your buddies must be like a, a videographer because he was in um, Ryan and Courtney's wedding, and I think he had a sticker like on his camera or on his bag or something. And I was like, "Hey, you know, live a great story." He's like, "Oh no, Zach's my buddy." And I think I told him to text you. I don't know if he did if that clicks or oh, name not. Name dropping. Here. Or then he probably was like, "Oh, now nah, these guys are weird." <laughs> Maybe he didn't text you, but I, but again, the connection. I'm like, "Oh my god, the sticker." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look at that picture of Denise now. Oh, I can't believe I missed. We both missed it. I know. <laughs> I I don't know if I deleted. I'll have to try to find it because it was just I. You don't realize, you know, until someone yeah. points it out. Um, yeah. I had another. I had another similar ad that I ran, and it was for a Living Grace Story apron. And I was in a hurry, and I was like, my sister, I was like, Yo, Emma, I need you to help me. 
um, shoot this ad for this apron. I need content. And so she's not happy about it. She's like, fine, I'll help you shoot this. And so we go to her house and she's like chopping up, you know, veggies and putting them into, you know, on the cutting board and she's making some sort of meal. And it was like not a great ad, but the cutting board was like dirty and the, the <laughs> amount of people that are like you need to bleach that cutting board that is disgusting oh, no. that's a that's a health hazard and the comments and this just, just got so many comments and i was yeah. like you don't realize in the moment but yeah it's so funny i was like all right emma we can't we can't do that anymore <laughs> get yeah. rid of that cutting board <laughs> I feel that's also like inevitable. Okay, you know, one of my favorite things to not favorite, but one of the things that I always do on Twitter if I see a product, I'll just click on the comments and be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and be surprised if it's like positive comments. Oh, it's it, always somebody trolling. Trying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if it's trolling. It's just like oh, people just feel smart by pointing out the negative in things now. You know, so it's it's so impossible to Yeah. You can't avoid it. And even with Live a Great Story, it's like you think it's such a positive thing that like everybody would like it. And I still get comments that people are like, haters. I'm just like, I have a theory. Yeah. I have a theory about that. What's Remember that? when you were a kid and you'd see an adult and you're like, how do you not get life? Or, you know, they would just get mad and then you would just sit there and be like, God, this Aunt Susan is such a, you know, like. What a what a lame like or what a miserable or something miserable human being. Yeah. So the older I get, the more I realize that uh, she's always been kind of that way. You know, like she's the the person that never went out and lived a great story. You know, always stayed indoors, had the invitation, was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not doing anything. It's just easier to watch TV or whatever. And then you get to that point. So yeah. I can't imagine anybody like giving you guys a hard time besides you know Aunt Susan or the whoever. Aunt Susan. Yeah. The the Debbie <laughs> you know? Downers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, again, you know, I go back to the very beginning. It's just such a, a great message that, uh, I mean, I, you should just be really proud that you that you went back and then you saw that you uh, that uh, you wrote it down in your journal because, again, it's such a great message, you know. I, I mean, it, it'd be so difficult, and I know for a fact, because I didn't want you coming after us for using your tagline. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is this a great tagline, you know? And that's why I also, I always put up links to your shop because I'm like, I'm not giving iHeart nothing. Right. Like, yeah. you want to buy Live a Great Story merch, yes. go, go to, you know, yeah, the source. Yeah. Like, these guys didn't even get it. Um, but, like, I've tried. Like, I've tried. I'm like, what other phrase could I possibly use, you know, so we don't get sued one day if our show takes off ever? And it's it's impossible. There's nothing else that, I mean... How, how it's long? it. We, yeah, yeah, you can't. I mean, it's just a perfect phrase. So, yeah. Be proud. Yeah. You should You've really be proud. Us. Yeah. Thank you. I can't wait. Who else do you have on the podcast? Do you, uh, do you have other yeah, people lined a, up? Yeah. I've had um, a handful of really cool conversations so far. I have mainly I'm starting with people within the Live a Great Story community because like I said, every day people send me messages and there's a lot of inspiring people that are doing really cool things or have done cool things, overcome trials or uh, have achieved certain levels of success or, you know, are just really interesting. And so that's, that's really where I'm starting. And just because like everything that we've talked about, it's like internal, right? There's like, I don't need to go outside to find people because within yep. my community, there's so many inspiring stories and and so, and, and across all spectrums. So there's so many different backgrounds and, you know, like I have like adventure people to like a, a firefighter, like 
first response to, yeah, uh, the first the first podcast I had was with, I I got this message. I got a message and it was like, hey, I need to order 250 stickers or 500 stickers like ASAP. And uh, my friend is about to pass away. He has stage four cancer and he, he wants live a great story stickers passed out at his funeral. And so I, of course, like scrambled, got the stickers there, had to like special order them because I didn't have that many. And I was like, hey, I'd love to talk to this guy. You know, I was corresponding through this lady and and I would love to talk to him just to like hear his story. And by the time that all of this happened and we were talking, he had already passed away. So he found out he had stage four cancer. And I think like within two to three weeks, found out he had cancer and passed away like that oh fast. My God. Yeah. And so... um you know, I got in touch with the lady and, and I was like, Hey, I want to hear more about this guy's story. Like, would y'all be interested? And so I hopped on a call with her and her husband and they're like, anyway, so it was, it ended up being a real, like I was, I, I, the first Live Your Great Story podcast, I hopped on and literally was like crying within like three minutes. It was like the most intense oh, like man. story. And, um, but it, ended up being an amazing story because this guy that um, they were talking about, he was like, he had made such a ripple effect of impact in his community and he had done so much and just like how it all worked out. And what they ended up doing was they took like, he they had this, this is ending up being a long story, but um, they, they used to do these trips and he would, he would lead or participate in these trips where they're like, Hey, we're going on an adventure. No, no questions. Like you're either coming or you're not. And, and like pack your bags, we're going. And so they would go out and, you know, they would hike and camp and do all these adventurous things. And basically like no, no warning about any of it. And so Dude, what I they love ended that. Up, yeah, what they ended up doing was organizing a trip similar to this theme to the mountains. And they took, this gentleman's ashes and like spread them in this um, in, in the mountains of Colorado the, the he was from Louisiana and they spread them in Colorado. And so they, um, they took the flag up there. They all took a photo with the flag and like, oh, so there's, yeah. there's multiple pieces. So this is the first, the first podcast and um, things like that. It's like this random guy from some random small town in New Orleans or Louisiana, um, what that probably no one outside of his like small community would have known this story, but you know, he made such an impact locally and by, you know, having them on and having this conversation, we can take that story and inspire other people. And so there's, there's that end all the way to, you know, the whole spectrum of, of people in the live great story community. We have like grandparents, you know, who are (laughs) like looking back on their journey all the way to like kids going to college or, you know, high schoolers beginning their journey. And I think that's one thing that's really powerful about Live a Great Story is connecting those, um, the generations. I think it's really amazing how we have the people who are kind of on the tail end of their story and being able to share the impact and the wisdom or the lessons with the younger generation and and vice versa too, right? It, It kind of goes both ways. And so that's what I'm kind of really excited about for the podcast is just like, doing this with people all walks of life and just, you know, highlighting their story and seeing where it goes and and who it could reach. Yeah. That's, it's it's weird how similar I I feel like, you know, cause I, I mean, 
Is that not what we, you know? Yeah. Any of our listeners come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. It's the community thing, which is, yeah. We had um we had a listener that um uh, something similar but just recently this this year passed and it's it was just it's heartbreaking because you get to again know you know especially for us like you know because we we talk to so many of the same just we open up the show to a lot of our listeners you know so it's it's kind of like you're losing like a friend just because you've known you've talked to that person so many times yeah. and it's just it just hits different it's, I don't know it's just yeah. But getting to know, getting to know like so many people and their stories, and you know, one of my favorite things that I love to do too is like if I see a news story um, that, you know, in the past I wouldn't be able to get that person on. Now I can get that person on. Like for instance, there was a person, there was um, this was there a couple in uh, Louisiana with the uh, snakes that oh, fell, yeah, and like their landlord was trying to screw them out of, and it's just like such a shame. But what an incredible story that you can really like dive into and get just get them on and you can you have yeah. the time to really get to know you know and uh, and to hopefully help them out as well and yeah yeah but yeah it's uh it's it's fun it's there's no wonder there's like a billion podcasts now because you know who doesn't who wouldn't love doing this you know yeah i'm i'm very excited to be kind of at the front end of this and and just starting off so i'd love to hear do you have any advice Anything specific or or like big lessons that you've learned or maybe even really small, intricate things? What what would you give advice to me or anybody else starting a podcast? Um, I, I Probably I've learned more from you on this uh, call, to be honest, just because like you were saying earlier, like you got to offload some of the stuff to have Off, a life. Yes. Like that to me is so hard. Because you need to be able to have time to live. I know, story. but it's like whenever I offload something, like there's something wrong with my brain. I offload it, and then I find different things to do, you know? So then I just pack the plate again. So I think just, you know, I've probably learned more from you. But my advice would be just to, to don't stop. Um, don't let people discourage you. But at the same time, like put the work in, you know, because it's so easy, especially in this medium, to just, you know, coast by and not really. I was like flip on a switch, right, and talk, and then that's it. Put it out there. But yeah. there's more. Like it, it sucks, but there, there's like you were saying a little while ago. There's things that you're not gonna want to do that that go with the fun. You know, life's all of at least in my perspective, life's all about balances. And the simplest way that I can explain this is like when you get drunk and have an amazing night, you're gonna have that hangover. There's no way around it, right? The fun stuff that you're doing on the podcast is gonna be things that you're not gonna want to do to support that fun stuff. So, um, my advice would be to, to definitely like, you can learn everything that there is to learn. You don't have to spend any kind of money for courses or gurus and any of that stuff. Um, hell hit us up. I'll answer whatever question you have, you know, but you do have to, if you, if, if you're going to just not do it just for fun, if you want to make it a thing that you're going to do for employment at some point, there's a lot of work that goes into it. So just know that. I think that's what I would say. What do you think? Oh, no, I, I agree. I didn't, I mean, we worked when we worked on the radio station, still like 12 plus hour days, but that was on our own and that was for somebody else, right? And so now when it's for us, like it, it's really hard to turn off. So if you are passionate about something, I agree, you just you just keep going. You don't you don't give up. Times are going to be hard. Things are going to be, you know, happening in your life, but you just have that passion and keep striving and keep going. Yeah. Kind of like you're doing. Yep, exactly. You know? And always try to find something new too. That's uh, that's another big thing that throughout my the entire like radio career, like I've always trying to, uh, you know, like when technologies come out, I know I'm gonna get to a point that you know every old person does. Where like I can't, I don't know how this works. 
But until that point, like I want to find new ways to include that technology into what I'm doing and find new ways to connect with people. So, you know, do that, I suppose. Yeah. Keep learning. Keep learning. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And thank you so much for having us on. I don't know if this was any good or not, but, you know. This has been great. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel like I know y'all from social media and to now actually like hang out and be able to like talk now. I feel like obviously yeah. even more connected. And so this has been a really awesome time and um, definitely excited to yeah keep staying in touch and um, maybe see y'all in person if I come down to Houston or if y'all are ever yeah. in Austin. Austin. For sure. Yeah. We haven't been to Austin since we've been back. I needed to come tag up the city before uh, <laughs> South by Southwest last year, but that didn't happen. But yeah. maybe. Hey, how bad did um, uh, COVID like, uh, affect what you were doing? Um, not so bad. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily directly COVID. There was so many elements that were wrapped up in that. So... You know, e-commerce, I think, from one standpoint, took off. So, so there was kind of an element of, of Live a Great Story doing well from from selling stuff. Part of the Live a Great Story brand is travel. So that kind of took a little bit of a hit. But I pivoted. I was doing a lot of cool community things. I did, you know, I was doing like a weekly Zoom call with the community. I hosted some kind of uh, how to live a great story community like mastermind type stuff so i was doing weekly calls with people about you know what are they trying to you know what kind of story are they trying to write what what is their superpowers how do they fuel their fire things like that so definitely did a lot of exciting connecting with people virtually the right before covid i had the live a great story conference in 2019 and it was probably one of the coolest experiences in live a great story and in my life i mean we had almost 200 people in a big house here in austin and had multiple workshops and it was a full day event and it was just like the most coolest connection and and people meeting other like-minded people and so that was really great and obviously that was a one-time thing it hasn't is it you know probably going to come back now but the one of the cooler things that i've been doing is i hosted something called story night and so for the last eight months, uh, once a month, I host a, an event here in my backyard where it's called Story Night. And just the premise is essentially connecting people through stories. And so um, there's two themes that kind of funny, general, maybe sometimes intense themes like close calls or, you know, siblings or only child or um, this one time in a faraway place, kind of random you know, kind of broad That's themes. Awesome. And then, yeah, they were really cool. And I would have two speakers per theme who would introduce the theme. So they would share a quick four to five minute story from stage and then kind of set the frames at the stage for it. But then everybody would break up into small groups. So we'd have groups of like four or five people sharing stories along those themes. And so those, you would essentially like people would come and be like, hey, nice to meet you. And then tell a story about their life along these themes. And it was a freaking blast. Like I did one, kind of thought it'd be like a one-off thing. And everybody's like, 
do this again. Like you need to do this again. And so I just hosted the eighth one and it was campfire stories. And so I had uh, five fire pits here in my backyard and it was last Wednesday. So it was pretty cold (laughs) and uh, we had s'mores and hot chocolate and and it was a really cool experience. So that kind of stuff took a pause during COVID, but now has been coming back as, you know, connecting people through stories. I think is there's such an opportunity there. And uh, the in-person element is, is something I'm really excited about. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, going on the, uh, along those lines too, like I always have friends, <coughs> man, I always have friends that um, uh, always talk about how, oh yeah, man, it's uh, living in a city. I just want to move to Alaska or something. I'm like, you don't realize that people are awesome. You know, maybe there's like 3% of people that maybe are not, you know, but it's kind of like going to a store that's like nobody's in and it's all depressing because it's empty. And it's like people are so cool to be around and to hear their stories and, to, uh, you know, I think that story is such a such a great idea. That's uh, you got to let us know when the next time you do that. That's like we have to do the drive. Oh, my, for sure. That's awesome. That's yeah. an awesome idea. Yeah, We're inviting ourselves. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> they were really fun. Um, and. I didn't really promote it through Live a Great Story because I, I did, wasn't sure what was going to happen with it. So I posted it a couple times, but it was really like a personal idea. Obviously, Zach and Live a Great Story like are basically the same thing. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was just word of mouth, and and it ended up being like a really great time. And they are actually going on pause, and because I'm taking off at the end of the year my girlfriend and i are going to go travel basically all of uh next year <laughs> oh that's oh, awesome that's great where are y'all going uh we're basically going all around the world so doing a round the world trip we're starting in southeast asia for q1 and then kind of africa middle east europe a little bit for kind of the middle of the year and then wrapping up in south america Dude, that is amazing. That's going to be awesome. Are you going to like take the podcast on the go? We call them go shows, like do little updates and everything. Talk to people all over the world. That's going to be amazing. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So that's that's why I've, I've kind of been bashing all of these because I want to get yeah. the momentum going. And then, you know, I can kind of do this from from the road with people from the states or whatever um but then for sure like interviewing people on the road and going back to the beginning of live a great story it started on the road it started in hostels and you know meeting people locals from different countries and hearing their story and so now really tapping back into those roots of where live a great story came from but focusing more on that storytelling side from the road is is definitely going to be a big part of it yeah Oh, what, I can't wait. What place are you most excited to go? Is right there one now, that's I think like, the, oh, man. So we're going to a lot of the, the premise of it is slow travel. So we're going to go to each destination, <clears throat> each city for more or less for like three or four weeks. And so instead of like bouncing around and going to like city, 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 like always moving, we're going to go somewhere, settle you know, get a long-term Airbnb or some sort of rental house and then stay there, drop into the community, meet locals, find our coffee shop, find our yoga class, find our gym. Oh my God. Yeah. So for that reason, I think that element of like slow travel is a really exciting one to me. And I think within that, some of the, and then we're going to kind of more hard to reach places. So like not going anywhere in Europe, not going to some of the spots that are 
a little bit easier to travel. Um, I think for me, Kenya and Tanzania are, are two of the ones that I'm most excited about. I haven't really been to Africa and especially East Africa. So going to, to settle in there and we're going to be there pretty much around the time of the migration. So it's when all the animals are moving and if you know, like the wildebeest from the Lion King, when all the, they're coming over yeah. the, the mountaintop, like that, that's a real thing. <laughs> and that happens during that time. So there's like hundreds of thousands of those, like running all across the, uh, the plains in, in Africa. So that's probably, I think one of the most exciting things for me is Africa and then being over there on the, on the Eastern side where there's going to be water too. So we're going to be in, um, uh, Zanzibar probably for a good chunk of that. I got to put you in touch with, um, he'd be pretty awesome on your podcast too. There's a guy that I talked to a long time ago that just emailed me too. I have to find that. Uh, but he is, he did kind of what you're talking about, and uh, he's like a big fan of just working from from traveling to different places. And one of the places he uh, he he went to was North Korea, and there was a building that he was telling me about that like uh, there's a 13th floor that you can't go to. It was not not labeled on the elevator and all that stuff. And they ended up taking the stairs. And he's got a great story. I'll let him tell it, but I'll see if I can put you in contact with him. It's it's insane. Yeah, yeah, I would love to talk to him. I think he him. actually just wrote a book too. So yeah, um, wow. but uh, he's got some. He's got some like really cool places, kind of like what you're talking about, that are aren't necessarily where everybody goes. A little harder to reach that he's been, and I forgot the name of the country. There was one that he was saying was more private than North Korea. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I'll put you in contact so you can talk to him. This is cool. really interesting. Really interesting interview. Have fun. I can't wait to follow your uh, your story. That's going to be amazing. Thank you. I'm super excited about it. And it's, you know, like 10 years ago, this is how Live a Great Story started. So a trip I took a decade ago is still having, you know, a ripple effect on my life. So I can only imagine now like going on this and then going with my girlfriend and yeah. um, doing this together is, is a really, I'm just, it's like, I think it's 36 days, like we're leaving in like 36 days or something. Oh my like, God. Oh. <laughs> so soon. <laughs> How much stuff are y'all packing? Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. my dude. Yeah. Yep. My problem. This, my, my problem this bag, actually, like, this bag is what I'm taking. So. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Wow, dude. That's got to oh. be amazing. Is it difficult to find those Airbnbs in some of uh, the places you guys want to want to go visit? I mean, so far we, we're going, the first main stop, which is really the only thing we have planned so far is Chiang Mai, Thailand. And we found an amazing, you know, one bedroom Airbnb and it's $425 for the month. For the <laughs> month? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I can't wait to follow your yeah. journey. That's going to be amazing. We started a personal blog uh, and so... My name's Zach, and her name is Mona, and so the the, the blog is Zona and Mac, uh, yeah. and so we're going to be talking about more of that all on the like personal travel side, and you know, live a great story. Obviously, is going to have an element, but our relationship and our travel adventures and stories from the road and on all of that will particularly live on uh, Zona and Mac. Oh. Who's gonna do the blogging? You or? Yeah, I mean, I'm way more media. Like, I'm like, yeah. she's she's not so sad. I'm like, we gotta catch you up on how to like, you know, talk to the camera and stuff. Like, yeah. 
the, the great thing about us is like when I got uh, tired of like posting everything on social media, then then she really started getting into you yeah. know like so, so I'm like, oh, here you I, go. it's all me yeah like no. he'll edit the videos and then it's my job to put same with like the podcast like he'll spend time like we'll do it he'll edit it. And then once it's posted, it's my job. And then I go through and post it everywhere, link it, share it, tag it. Yeah. Yeah. So a little tag team, uh, <laughs> yeah. little tag team effort. <laughs> Whose idea was the trip? Was that yeah. your idea, or uh, you know, how'd that come about? We, when we first started dating, we were actually friends before we started dating, and we, you know, travel has made a big impact in both of our lives. So um, it was always a common theme for both of us to think about travel and like. As friends, we are like, oh, you know, one day I want to travel with my significant other, maybe even raise my kids partially in another country. Like, so travel was always something that was interesting to both of us. And then it really came down to, yeah, like the the time right at this perfect time of life where we can make it happen. And right before probably like actually settling down and, and having kids and getting married and, and having a little bit more of a of a s- stable sh- season of yep. life yeah. i know right. exactly what you yep. yeah. right before that happens let's get out there and and like hit the road and uh and i just came to this personal moment where i decided i was like you know i, like, ah, I don't know like business i gotta run my business and you know life in austin and, and there's all these excuses that i had and then i got just kind of this moment it's like if i'm 85 years old looking back on my life and i'm at this crossroads of i can take this trip or i could not how would I feel about that decision looking back on my life? And I just realized that I can't not take this trip. Like if I have this opportunity and I don't do that, it would be the biggest regret. And it was really in that moment, it kind of just clicked. And I was like, I'm going on this yeah. trip. <laughs> my my buddy, uh, Darian, I wish he was here. He calls that time travel. Like, And I think he uses it to, to get me in trouble most of the time. Because, you know, he'll be like, well, you don't want to do this? What if you're 80? Would you, uh, you know, would you have uh, wanted to go back? Well, you're back. It's time travel. Are you going to do it? And it never ends well either. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> we always get into some kind of shenanigans. But, uh, yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's funny that you said that because he always talks about that. Yeah. If you're 80, you can go back. You're back. What are you going to do? Yeah. Just, yeah. It's going to be a great trip, though. That's going to be an amazing trip. Dude, yeah, very I'm excited, excited for, for you. It. We just got back from Greece, so so my mom. Oh, where'd you go? You, God, you're, where you're, did we go? Greece. You mentioned Greece and that you're Greek, and so uh, that's one of our our spots that we're looking at in some of the islands. So, yeah. uh, learning a lot about Greece actually recently. <laughs> we went to uh, Paros, which was uh, it was awesome, and then we went to what was a really busy one. I wasn't a big fan. Oh, Santorini. Yeah, it's I mean very- it was it's so beautiful, man. But like, and we went off on the. Uh, they were shutting down because it's like the off season, and I guess a lot of places shut down. But even during that point, it was just like so many people. Yeah, because like a lot of the like cruise Vegas. ships were coming through. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't a big fan, but Paros was uh, really uh, that was that was pretty cool. Paros and Naxos. We only spent one afternoon in Naxos, but I would definitely spend two days, three days there. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting to see all that stuff. So my mom, when I got brought to my uh, to to the U.S., I was eight, and then my mom was never in the picture, like never called nothing until recently. She just started dropping stickers, and it, it on my account and like some of the listeners, like she found our show and then found like listeners, and she's like talking to them. Yeah. Right. So um, and this is all through Facebook. So the trip was really what i wanted to do was find her and um and see if she recognized me and if she did we were going to talk if she didn't bye <laughs> come right back you know 
Um, but we ended up doing that meeting and she did recognize me. So. Well, yeah. So I, no ended up, yeah. I ended up putting it all together. Like I found out what island she lived on and then I let her know like towards the end of our trip that we were going to be back in Athens. And then she was communicating, you know, in Greek because I think she still has broken English. Maybe I don't I don't know because I didn't get to meet her or speak with her. But her English I, only broke up when it came to like the tough questions, yeah. like answering the tough questions all of a sudden. Then, you know. But but so like yeah, I was, was com- weird. I was communicating with her and then I would Google translate and then reply that way and back to Greek, put it in the chat and then found like a place where the two of them could meet up. And we were with our other two really good friends who like they were at a different restaurant, but could see PK like were like behind her. And then I was I ended up coming like a 30 minutes later. And like so PK could see all of us. And again, this was his first time seeing his birth mom in like 35 years. Yeah, they were. It was weird. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're in that situation, you, I mean, at least I, don't, I can't speak for anybody else. But for me, it was like they were my safe space. Like I could kind of see them. And I don't know why, but it just made everything so much better because it was such an awkward, you know, lunch of. And again, like, you know, she's really old now. And it's like, you know, I want to go in guns blazing. You're like, where the hell have you been for all these years? It's not like you even made the effort until now. But at the same time, it's like, what good is that going to do? So it was just very, very, very interesting afternoon wow that's for sure that's yeah. wild yeah Whoa. yeah that was uh <laughs> that was our trip <laughs> yeah. yeah god yeah i don't wish that on anybody so enjoy your time in greece let me know where you end up <laughs> you know <laughs> paros and naxos are, are when researching it came up as some of those better off the yeah. beaten path uh destinations you know not santorini or mykonos or some of the other big ones and yeah. so heavily looking at probably going to one of those and i heard Rhodes was really good too um where did at the end of the trip hmm. uh where did liz go oh uh that's too bad uh, crete oh, oh crete okay somewhere, I think. yeah I yeah i guess i was more of an expert on the islands i mean it's it's awesome to me it's again it's just about like the people and how they're living and uh just to see that uh, for me it's that was really cool to you know like you were saying a perfect like place to because uh, you know, also when we were working radio we'd only get like two weeks off a year and it was usually during Christmas so we we really wanted to travel Europe and just see the world but you only get two weeks so you're only in a city for one two I mean, we were in Rome for one day you know and then we had a different city for two days and it's like you don't really get to like for us the goal of this trip was really to find an Airbnb and find the coffee shop and find the local stuff, the grocery store, see how people, and even we didn't get as much time as you're getting, but still yeah. like for us being in one place for a week, two weeks was, was huge. Yeah. And so like when we ended up renting dune buggies and like we would take them on the ferry, I don't know if you're supposed to do that, but we did like, they allowed them on there, but then we would get off at a different Island, like 45, 50 minutes and we'd get off and then we'd just go explore and travel. And in Naxos, PK and I just went, the two of us, and we went up to like a winemaker, uh, Emmanuel was his name. And we just like talked to him for like two hours and you know, told Amazing us about guy. his wine and then his dad was there and the land and just, again, hearing stories. Yeah. It was incredible. That was probably one of my favorite, well, besides PK meeting his birth mom. Um, that was very interesting, his story. Yeah. Again, just talking to people, seeing yeah. how they live. And it's just, it's just cool to, you know, get out of your bubble. Go see something new, you know, yeah. new sites. That yeah, was really cool. So I'm excited to see your guys' trip. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Uh, well, I guess we're going to wrap this up here in a second, but with one last question, uh, yeah, ask what away. is it, what does living a great story mean to you? Oh, love a great story to me is just taking chances, 
going out there. When people say no, do it anyway. Live a great story. Um, there's no reason not to. And most importantly for me is because I love talking to people. And so to hearing those people's stories, to take the time and to listen to other stories while you're creating your own. Man, I can't top that. Oh. What am I going to say now? What? Thanks a lot. Speak from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what has it done for us? Like, look, it's right behind you. Like, Yeah, yeah no. Um, I'd, I'd say connections. I'd say um, it's experience. I guess experiencing life. That's what live a great story means to me. Because it's so easy to say no to things. Uh, you know, things that, I mean, how many times have I almost said no and then I had a buddy or a friend that used live a great story. Actually, that phrase to get me out of the house. They're like, you like to wear it on your shirt, man. Live a great story. And those are the nights that now I look back. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was amazing. That was awesome. So it's it's living your life to the fullest is is going out and meeting people and having new experiences. And uh, and through those experiences, growing as as a person, you know, like, God, the amount of even our job that's moved us from city to city. That's yeah. living a great story. That is. The amount of like, I would have never known what a crawfish was, much <laughs> less be counting down the days for crawfish season. It's living a great story, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this has been awesome, y'all. I super appreciate hopping on here and getting to hang out with you. And uh, just, time. yeah, Anytime. this is eight, like eight years coming or however long. I so know. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This yeah, has been man. Awesome. Anytime and any any kind of, you know, if you have you stumble across any kind of questions for podcasting that we can help out with or anything, or just any feel free. Equipment for ghost shows because we have been doing that. I don't know if you like a certain thing that you use that you travel with that might be beneficial, but Yeah. Yeah. Any questions? Anything. We're here, we're here and uh I can't thank you enough for doing what you've done because again, you have I mean, we have it on our wall, <laughs> you know. I don't know if you could see it from there, but yeah. Yeah, you can kind of see it backwards, but nice. you get it. You know, you've inspired like more people than you'll ever know. So, um, yeah, no matter what happens, you should definitely be proud of that. Thank you. Definitely. And thanks for the awesome gear.